Chapter 1 of Brachas. There are 20 halachas, so we're going to have to try to do this very quickly without sacrificing in terms of quality. The first halacha, the only one of the halachas that we're going to be discussing here that's actually deraisa is the commandment to bless God after a meal. Like it says, When you eat and are satisfied, you shall bless the Lord your God. However, the rabbis instituted that one is required to bless even after eating a kezayis, being an olive size of bread. Halacha 2. Similarly, the rabbis instituted that a person must bless before partaking of any food or before smelling anything that smells nice, and to make a blessing after one eats a kezayis of food or a revius of drink. Halacha 3. Similarly, the rabbis also instituted that people should make a blessing before doing most mitzvahs. Halacha 4. Therefore, the rabbis have divided the blessings into three categories. Birchas Anenen, that's blessings over benefit, uh, mitzvahs, blessing over things that are mitzvah, and finally, Vakasha V'haydah, blessings that are requests or recognition of God's greatness and thanks. Halacha 5. The text of the blessings was created by Ezra and his court. One may not alter the blessings. Blessings must contain God's name and sovereignty, Shema Malchus other than in certain circumstances when they are in proximity to other blessings. Halacha 6. Blessings may be recited in translation as long as they are direct translation of the text ordained by the sages. If one slightly changes the text but nonetheless mentions Shema Malchus, his name and sovereignty, and the subject of the blessing, he has fulfilled the requirement. Halacha 7. Blessings should be made loud enough for the person to hear what he is saying. However, one who whispers it or even says it in his heart has nonetheless fulfilled the obligation. Halacha 8. There should not be an interruption between the blessing and the thing the person is blessing. For example, if he makes a blessing on food, he should eat the food after making the blessing immediately. If there is an interruption which is related to the subject of the blessing, for example, if he's saying, bring the food, then that is not a problem. He does not have to repeat the blessing. Halacha 9. Blessings may be recited by someone regardless of whether they are ritually pure. However, they must be clothed. Halacha 10. In general, people may make blessings for others even if they have already made a blessing and fulfilled whatever the obligation connected to that blessing is, other than in the case of birchas anen and blessings over food and the like, unless those blessings have to do with some mitzvah, for example, Kiddush on Shabbos or the bracha on matzah on Pesach. Halacha 11, a person who listens to a blessing with the intent to fulfill his obligation, fulfills his obligation even if he does not say amen, provided the person making the blessing has the same obligation as he or she does. So, for example, someone who is obligated the Rabbanon to make a blessing cannot make a blessing for someone who is obligated midday raisa from the Torah. Halacha 13. Someone who hears a Jew reciting a, a blessing should say Amen, even if he did not hear the entire blessing and was not obligated to make that blessing himself. One should not say Amen to the blessing of another if that person is not a Jew, if that person is a child who is studying, or if the person is an adult who has changed the text of the blessing. Halacha 14. When a person says Amen, they should not do so in a cut-off fashion or an elongated fashion. Rather, it should be a normal, intermediate Amen. The person should not raise their voice over the level of the person making the blessing. And if the person is obligated to make his own blessing and did not hear the entirety of the blessing, he should not say Amen with others. Halacha 15. One may not make a blessing for which he is not obligated. And similarly, one should not say Amen to another person's blessing if they made it in that fashion. However, we may teach children the full text of the blessing, even though they're not reciting it over anything, because that is learning. But one should not say Omein after a child's blessing if they're simply learning how to say the blessing properly. Halacha 16. In general, we do not say Omein after our own blessings. That's considered to be demeaning. But we do do so after a series of long blessings. For example, Bainei Berachim Yishlaim Omein. 
Halacha 17. You probably are wondering, why do we say Amen after Bainay Yushalayim when we continue to make blessings thereafter? The answer is that the blessings that followed were added in the times of the Mishnah and are therefore considered an addition. Why don't we say Omein after Ahavaselam and Shema? The answer is because that would be an interruption between the blessings before Shema and Shema. Similarly, after we make the brachas on the Megillah and Hanukkah, even though those are a series of brachas, we don't say Amein after those because it would be an interruption. Halacha 18, and we don't say Amein after the brachas before fruits and the like because those are single blessings. Halacha 19, a person should not make a bracha before eating forbidden foods. And finally, Halacha 20 offers an exception to the prior rule in the case of someone who ate demai, which is only supposed to be eaten by the poor, or maiserishin, from which truma was taken while the grain was still in the sheaves, which is inappropriate, or in the case of either maiserisheni or hektish that was redeemed value for value without adding a fifth, which is also inappropriate. In all of these cases, one should nonetheless make the bracha before and after the food.